What up, what up? Welcome to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. It is December 10th. All right, we got a lengthy sports rundown for you this week. Going into our wing review, debating go to the week, continuing our trend from last week into the next couple of weeks. We'll do questions from the fans and then finishing off with Coach's Corner. To get started on that sports recap, we got that lengthy. We got plenty of sports in action now. Men's basketball improves to 3-0 in conference play, beating Luther 66-58 and Simpson College 82-78. Women's basketball split this last week, holding a 2-1 record in conference play as they were edged out by Luther 80-77 and beat Simpson College 85-80. Women's swimming had a great showing at the Rochester Invite. Junior Sarah Schaefer broke a new school record and is now, Nick, is she, uh, you want to talk a little bit more? Yeah, she broke two new team records in the 100 and 200 back, and she won the 100 back, beating out a bunch of different D2 swim teams and some really solid D3 teams. Also, that 100 back was an NCAA B cut, meaning she's now eligible to qualify for nationals. You have to be in the top 20 in the country to be selected at the end of the year. And uh, as of right now, she's sitting at 20th. So she's in a great spot. We still have a lot to go for the season, but uh, it's looking up. Yeah, watch out for that women's swimming team. All right, so now back to that recap. Wrestling now has nine wrestlers ranked by Division3Wrestling.com. Hiles is a contender at 125. McMillan, an honorable mention at 133. Limbeck, fourth at 141. Murray, second at 157. Smith, third at 165. Craycrow, sixth at 174. Legal, sixth at 184. Part, er, Patron uh, is third at 197. Ride It is a contender at 285. And this last week, they went 2-0, beating Wisconsin-Whitewater 33-18 and Wisconsin-Lacrosse 37-9. So watch out for that wrestling team as they're still ranked number two in the country. Uh, men's indoor track got off to a good start as Rogers, Jassa, and Mikkel posted top three Division three marks in their season opener. Wow. Uh, women's track and field also got off to a good start as they claimed five individual titles at the Dubuque Invite. They had a title at, from Kaylee Osterberger at the 800-meter, Teriana Black at the 55-meter dash, Elena Ball at the 55-meter hurdles, Michelle Budin at the weight throw, and they won the 4 by 400 meter relay. So watch out for those Dewhawks this winter. Uh, you can check out those schedules at Dewhawks.com. You need a breather at that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. That was long, but hey. A lot of sports going on A lot on of success. Right so, stuff. I mean, I'd rather have that than have a blank page. True. All right, let's get into our wing review this week. We went over to Barrel House, which is a local restaurant uh, in town, downtown. Near, is that still considered uh, Millwork District? No, no, that's Main Street. Oh, they're two separate things, but they're right yeah. next to each other. I mean, it's close, yeah. Okay, so yeah, right downtown on Main Street. Um, all right, let's get into this. Let's get into this review. Um, I mean, I can go right off the bat. <laughs> Did not fall off the bone that easily. Um, I kind of, as soon as I kind of ate the wing, I my first instinct was, I would eat these again if they were free. 
So that kind of put it in the low fives for me. I believe right off the bat, I even I th- I gave it a five point two. Yeah, you know, I I would say they were probably the toughest wings that I've eaten of all the wings I've eaten so far. They were very hard to get off the bone, kind of very just I don't know the opposite of chewy, rough I guess. Gritty. Yeah, they were like <laughs> gritty. They get stuck in your teeth easily. Uh, a lot of sauce, which I liked, but I didn't necessarily like the flavor. The flavor wasn't that strong. It was just, uh, you know, I, I like the structure of the wing. Like you said, when we were eating it, Trent, the structure of the wing is good compared to some of the other ones like we had, uh, but it just it, it just didn't live up to what it could have been. I think there's a reason why they're half price every day from <laughs> 9, to, 9 to 11 or whatever. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think they're wings that I would eat again. I mean, I would definitely, I would pay for them again. I don't know if I would pay full price for them ever again. I would yeah, say that. Yeah. I would buy them at half price because they're what, like three or four dollars. So for those yeah. of you that don't know, there's half priced apps at Barrel House. So after, nine to one o'clock. Yeah. So nine to one o'clock. Um, is it every night? I'm pretty sure it's I every night. It yeah. yeah. So every night, and we've done this a few times, and this was before we were doing wing reviews, and we've gotten the wings before. Um, and you know what's funny? So we went there today. And they were a little bit dialed up. They uh, were. They I were, think uh, maybe they, they know. Dialed, dialed up, maybe they, sure. they're onto us. Maybe they know <laughs> maybe we're doing people are starting to realize who we <laughs> like, are. Oh crap! These are the wing review guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's spice these up a little bit. But yeah, the presence was good. I mean, that's for sure. Like <laughs> presentation was there yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So that's why I originally had my expectations a little bit higher, and then was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. They were pretty tough wings. Um, maybe just fried a little bit. I don't fried a little bit too long i don't know it was kind of it was yeah. tough because you couldn't tell necessarily because it's not one of those wings they look they, like they could be good when yeah, you see them yeah, they yeah. come out and you're like oh these could be good and yeah. they are just not didn't live up to the look for yeah. sure yeah so i also gave it a 5.2 cole and i gave it the exact same score first time in history <laughs> <laughs> and trent gave it a 5.3 yeah just outdoing us and then luke gave it a 5.5 so the average came out to a 5.3, which where does that put it on oh, the all-time man. list? We forgot to look into that before. The I show. know for sure this is probably the most uh, similar rating we've ever given, though. It but is. Like, yeah. combined. And so I will also, as you were going through different ratings, I'm clearly, when I rated KFC, was way too high. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would I would go back on air now now <laughs> rating those as like a four four yeah. one yeah. to put it in retrospect as we like talk about this rating, um, but no I mean it I mean it was a it was a low five I would I would eat them again but I wouldn't necessarily yeah I'm with you at half it have to be half price yeah. half price yeah, yeah. Um, first glance it's ahead of Casey's and KFC. Other than that, I think it's third to last. It's actually falling right behind Dubuque Mining Co. That was at 5.65. So I'd like to see this is one of those wings that, like, I'd like to have this one, jumpers in Dubuque Mining Co. to see, like, to, like, then give another one to see if I'd rank those a little bit differently if I had them side by side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually think this one I'd be able to pick out of a crowd. I think there's a few of them I would just know for sure. Like, if we did a blind taste test, Casey's. That's what. (laughs) Yeah. Huge. Actually, four or five, I think I could pick out. Uh, A few of them are very similar, but this one I know for sure based on its toughness uh, that I could pick it out. I know there's a couple flavors I think that I could pick out. I could probably pick out KFC. 
I could probably pick out. I don't even know if KFC has them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I could do KFC, Casey's, Casey's for sure. If you did the peanut butter sauce at First of Maine, I could do that one. Yep. The sweet and chili sauce from Seven Hills, I could probably pick out. I think I could do every one besides like jumpers and uh, shot tower were very very similar. similar. I don't know if I could do those. Yeah. Um, But but Nuge was saying, he was like, we should do for like our Christmas show, we should do like a. A hidden. See if you guys could oh, pick, pick them out. So like yeah, we get like three that. different kinds. And All you right, guys... let's do that. All right, All right. we'll try that. Watch out. <laughs> we also do need to like once after we do this for a while. Um, I don't know. We'll determine a time and we'll pick a, a top five. Maybe and then we'll do a wing. Maybe off. when we get back from Christmas break. That's when. So like yeah. January. Because we have our distinct top three right now. I mean, yeah. So we need to like for sure do a blind iron taste out test between the those two. top five. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm on board. So yeah, this was uh, <clears throat> Barrel House, average to a little bit under average wings. Uh, if you're looking for average wings, go to Buffalo Wild Wings. If you're looking for under average wings, go to Barrel House. <laughs> but if you're looking for a late night <laughs> snack, though, definitely. It's not a bad late I'm, night I snack. I mean, yeah, half off. it's not bad. But that's that's our official recommendation: is go there late night when it's half off. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our next segment, which would be Go to the Week. And we're continuing our trend uh, slash our theme that we've been doing starting from last week. Last week we did Best Music Artist of the 1970s, and this week we're doing Best Music Artist of the 1980s, which this might be the hardest to debate. Most contentious, yeah. There's so so many good artists from the 80s. Um, and there's people that are still obsessed with 80s music. I know yeah. a few. Um, all right. My 80s goat is going to be Madonna. And that's a bit of a hot take, but Madonna, a.k.a. the queen of pop, she was from Michigan, uh, Bay City to be exact. And quick fact is her net worth is actually $800 million. Uh, unbelievable amount of money. Uh, she... Peaked at number one on the Billboard 200 with her global best-selling album, Like a Virgin. And that was certified diamond, which means over 10 million copies sold. She's also listed as one of the best-selling albums of all time with 21 million albums sold of that album. Obviously, then she continued her success through many other decades, but the 80s really saw Madonna at her peak. Um, So without further ado, this is... Like a Virgin, my Madonna. All right, Trent, let's hear yours. This one was tough for me. I actually had to hear your choices before I picked <laughs> mine because I didn't want you guys to pick mine either. I I think I'm going with Prince. I feel like he could hold up to whoever Cole's going to say because I think I know <laughs> who Cole's going to say. Um, but Prince was nominated for 38 Grammy Awards. He won seven. Wow. He was un- inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. He actually won an Oscar for his original song, Purple Rain. Um, he had five singles in the top charts, or, or number one, um, and then he had 14 other songs that hit the top 10. Then wow. he actually has his own Pantone color. Do you guys even know what that means? Yes. No. I do. 
It's I, like a specific like shade. shade. Yeah. How did he get that? I actually don't know, but it's called Love Symbol Number Two. It's a shade of purple. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> is that the uh, Duhok purple? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think it is, but maybe Love we should, Shade uh, Number Two. Yeah, that's that's the name of it. What's Love Shade Number One? I, <laughs> was there <laughs> already a, a love shade I out there? I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and I don't know if Purple Rain is his n- best song ever, but it's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, so take a listen to uh, Purple Rain by Prince. All right, so uh, I guess that leaves me. And, uh, I mean, I think hands down, I mean, this isn't even a discussion. GOAT would be Michael Jackson. So uh, Grammy Award for Album of the Year, 84. MTV Michael Jackson Video Vinogram Award, 1988. Grammy Award for Song of the Year, 1986. Grammy Award for Record of the Year, 1984. Grammy Award for Best Music Video, 1986. (sighs) <sighs> Let me just keep going. <laughs> Grabbing Grammy Legend Award in 1989. <sighs> Let me take another breather. Grammy Award for Best R&B Song, 1984. MTV uh, Music Video Award for Best Choreography, 1984. Grammy Award for Best Music Film, 1985. Grammy Award for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance, 1984. <clears throat> This one he actually won multiple of. <laughs> Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance, 1984 and 1980. <clears throat> Grammy Award for Producer of the Year, 1984. <laughs> MTV <laughs> Music Video Award for Best Visual Effects, 1989. Uh, American Music Award for Favorite Male Artist and Pop, 1984. So, uh, I mean, let's just... Oh, I mean, that's only about half the list no, in I the think, 1980s. I think we got enough. So I actually <laughs> want everyone to know that Nick just went into the hallway, get a drink of water while you were talking during that, and is already back before the time you finish that. Right. So, um, <laughs> But, I mean, a lot of, it, of those uh, are came from a couple songs. Um, Beat It and Thriller uh, were those two that kind of won most of those awards. Um, but Billie Jean was in there. Ooh, I mean, Billie Jean's good. Song. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, good luck choosing a song. Yeah, what song this. are you choosing? Oh uh, man, uh, some of my favorite Michael Jackson songs are the ones that are a little bit lesser known, actually. Like right, Black but, and White is a great yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good song. Black and White. I would <clears throat> actually. That is. I mean, so being an Orange Theory, that's actually one of the songs in one of my favorite playlists. And I, you should see some of the dance moves that come out <laughs> when you do some Orange Theory classes. Um, but uh, Black and White is a great one. But I mean, my my probably favorite, probably beat it. Beat it by Michael Jackson. So what, uh, I mean, consensus, is it Michael Jackson or what are we going to go with for GOAT of the 80s? <clears throat> Madonna. <laughs> no, just kidding. I, I mean, mean <laughs> am I, honestly, so if I weren't to 
of Don Michael Jackson. Um, some more of like I guess an, uh, a connection side that I have to the '80s would probably have been uh, Queen. Um, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody. What they like? What how they kind of changed music? Um, in the eighties, I haven't crazy. seen that movie yet. Oh, I good? ten out of ten recommend watching. Really? It. Yeah, it I looked good. Seen the preview. It okay, add that to the list of movies we need to watch. <laughs> Mr. Deeds. <coughs> Mr. Deeds is one. Uh, Inception is one. Uh, yeah, that's one. There's a new war movie coming out that looks good. What's the name of that? Nineteen Seventeen. Yeah, that one looks. We good. We need to watch that. Just it's actually really funny that none of us chose like a rock band. You know what I mean? Like eighties well, rock I mean, is like yeah Queen. Like Metallica. I mean yeah yeah yeah, but like. The Police, like Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, like Run DMC's in there. NWA. I have like the NWA. ACDC. Interesting decade because it had so much going on at the same time. It was like uh, synthesizers were huge. I feel like it was a decade (laughs) full of like one hit wonders. Yeah, that's true. That's very Um, true. And soft rock. That's why Queen's such a hard one for me not to have chosen because, like, if you look at their different albums and their different, like, songs that they made in the 80s like they're up there in probably top hits but a lot of theirs was actually international um so they didn't actually get the reputation in the united states to kind of start Mm. they did a lot of theirs in the uk uh and then kind of toured in the united states at the end of this we should probably rank our favorite decades yeah way more i would probably argue that the 80s might be the goat of decades yeah objectively probably yeah, 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 yeah. Just I'm not even not, I'm not even talking like awards and stuff like that. Like I think that 80s might, as we dive in and like think about it throughout this. But like I'm mean, just yeah. thinking like think about I'm looking at a list of the oh, top yeah, 100 artists or the songs, the amount of songs and artists that are still played like right now. Right. Like compared to the 70s or even the 90s that are played like right now, I feel like the, there's more 80s music played than mm-hmm. even like 2000s music. No, I agree. I agree. Which is crazy. All right, that brings us to our next segment, and that is questions from the fans. All right. Once again, narrowed down to a few questions from a bunch of you guys. Thank you for <laughs> thousands of fans. Thanks for yeah. uh, submitting. All right, this first one's pretty good. What is the dumbest way you've ever been injured? <laughs> oh, I got a good one. So it was actually it was baseball season my freshman year. Our game had gotten canceled like. Um, a little bit before, like, probably at, like, the 10 o'clock hour, it got rained out. Um, so, for some reason, that meant during our lunch hour, we could go mess around. So, we actually have, like, a like a free period at my high school where you can kind of, like, go leave, do whatever you want, leave campus, like an open campus um, type of deal. And we thought it would be a great idea to put those uh, boxes in front of the basketball hoop where you could, like, jump off and dunk, since yeah. obviously we were too short, too small to dunk <laughs> by our own. Um, yep, so I had done it probably seven to ten previous times, and then literally, the, like, the last thing I remember um, before I was going to go to class was one of my buddies saying, hey, let me go. I was like, no, 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 one sec. I gotta, I'm going to do this real quick, and then i got to go to class. Went up, hung onto the rim too long, did one and a half flips, came down, broke my wrist, <laughs> And got a golf ball-sized bump on my head. <laughs> and oh my. I literally come up. Apparently, I was, like, out cold for, like, two seconds. I, like, sit up. And my buddy's like, dude, did you just get that? I was like, get what? He goes, that bump on your head. And I, like, feel it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then I walk up. I'm like, yeah. I, this is when I knew that I was, like, hurt. So, like, 
I walked up the stairs. I was like, yeah, I should probably go to the principal's office. I would never go to the <laughs> principal's office. And so um, walked upstairs. At that time, I had seen one of my uh, wrestling teammates, and he's like, oh, Cole, you all right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't see this, but like, I can see that it's like hanging over my uh, eyebrow. I'm like, dang, that's got to be a pretty good-sized bump. And then I uh, get to the principal's office, and uh, my dad works at the – the high school, so it was fortunate that he was going to be able to take me, but I had to go wait in the nurse's office, and the nurse's office actually, like, backs up to the hallway, and I heard a couple of my golf teammates are like, where's Cole at? I wanted to get a picture of that. So, (laughs) oh, yes, and, like, about a week after, it had, like, drained, like, my whole, like, left side of my face was, like, the bump was so big that the blood had, like, (laughs) gone down my face, so, yeah. Was that a concussion? Oh, yeah. Concussion and a broken wrist. I was out for every one of my freshman baseball games except for like the final four. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was like the second baseball That's game. That's pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a good one other than like when I was a kid, I uh, was, I don't know what I was doing. But I was smashing some stuff outside with a cinder block. Oh, nice. And then obviously smashed one of my fingers and broke it. So <laughs> other than that, and it's still kind of crooked to this day. <laughs> I have actually a couple good ones now that I think about it. I one I had cracked my head open chasing my brother inside the like my house like running around the house slipped and fell hit it right on the oh, corner. Yeah. Two I was swinging a stick against a tree and a piece of wood flung in my eye. I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one, most recent, was <clears throat> going into my freshman year of college. I was a valet, and I jumped out of a golf cart and tore my ACL about a week before <laughs> just landing? Fall football camp. You just landed like you while it was I, moving. Well, I, yeah, I mean we, it was moving and I tried to jump out and my leg was like twisted and oh. it, yeah, did a nice barrel roll. Oh. So what did you try to stand up and just couldn't put weight on it? I mean, yeah, it hurt real bad. Wow. And then I had to basically work for like an hour without running because I basically <laughs> had to run to get the cars, but I wasn't running. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one. Nowadays, you'd probably... Oh, well, I guess... Did anyone get video of it? <laughs> I mean, no, but maybe, oh. like, the security cameras. Oh. I mean, it wasn't for fun. Like, it wasn't... Right. Well, I was working. I was oh, so you were just trying to be efficient. Yeah. Oh, you weren't jumping off. So, note to any valets <laughs> yeah. or people who work at a golf course, don't jump out when it's still moving. Wow. <laughs> I guess, I don't... Not necessarily a funny... Or, like, how, like injury, but uh, I do kind of have a funny story that stemmed from an injury. Another one was in, like... Uh, seventh grade, it was basketball season, and I actually jammed my pinky like so bad that I broke the growth plate in my uh, left pinky during uh, PE, actually playing basketball. It was basketball season, and it hurt like so bad that I couldn't carry my books to class, but I didn't want to tell anybody that I thought I had broken my finger. So the principal actually called my parents because they thought I was bullying kids to have them carry my books to class, <laughs> and my mom was like, why, what are you doing? Like, why are you like having these, why are you making these kids carry your books? And I was like, I'm not, I can't carry my books. And I showed her my finger and she compares it to the caterpillar off of uh, Bugs Life. She literally was like purple and green (laughs) and just like double the size of my other pinky. And she's just like, um, wow. Okay. Um, so then she is like, she called back the principal like later that week and was like, uh, yep. 
Coles actually has a broken pinky, and his classmates were being nice and didn't want him to <laughs> not play basketball. Um, so, yeah, uh, I almost got, I guess, detention for bullying <laughs> my, my teammates to carry my books for me wow. because of an injury. All right, next one. What's the most awkward thing that you do on a regular basis? Like it, or like an event that happens. What's the most awkward thing that happens all the time? Well, I know for you, you're constantly spilling on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's that is very true. That is not what I was thinking of, but that is a very true fact. Um, you know, for me, I was thinking about this. Um, just like what what would be awkward? What are my awkward encounters? Um, so <laughs> I would say at the pool. Uh, there's a lot of elderly ladies that like to use the pool in the morning, and despite my best efforts, I'm always constantly scaring them. <laughs> uh, there's like a lot of corners at the pool. I'm just walking around. I'm trying to be like cautious of where they're at, but I, I'll pop out of a corner and they're like, "Oh, you scared me there!" <laughs> like, oh, "Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that." So uh, that happens more often than you would think. I'm still thinking. Go ahead. All right, one thing that happens to me way more often than it should (laughs) either whether it's a restaurant or a fast food place or anything when they say when they hand you your food and say hey enjoy your food and you say (laughs) thanks you too oh i do that all the time yeah that is the worst feeling yep and i do that all the time yeah or like the uh at a hotel enjoy your stay (laughs) 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 Uh, gosh yeah that one gets me that one's good Mine's uh so uh at Orange Theory actually probably when I have to demonstrate uh some of the um options and I'm like I literally blank and I just like I have a go to two exercises <laughs> that I automatically go to that I kinda like awkwardly just like blank, laugh, and then uh go to the go to option. Like uh, when you but, you've like when So like I, I I demo all the different exercises yeah. and then like if I have one in mind, and I'll always be like, all right, yeah, that uh, absolutely goes with that <laughs> body part, so that's the one we're going to do. <laughs> um, oh, but, like, that's kind of like if I blank, and I mean, sometimes at the 5 o'clock class, I'll it's have not done written it. down somewhere? Well, you mean you have, like, the ones that are on the screen, okay. but you always have to come up with an option uh, oh, that, I see. I see. like, are, that, or we like call that, like, version. a modification, yeah. Yeah. Um, call them options and so that's like those are like written down but sometimes it doesn't really yeah it's a good saying. option so like yeah. i'll be <laughs> doing the actual one i understand demoing the actual one and then i'll be like huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep this is what we're gonna do we're gonna go to the body weight sit up instead of doing the v up or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah um, so that. um that's kind of my you know what encounter. else is worse always forgetting people's names oh i hate that Oh, yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah, no, I, I'm not too great at names. <laughs> I, I really try, but I, it's not my it's not my skill set. I'm way better at memorizing numbers. Like I, I told my swimmers this, like uh, at the beginning at least. Obviously, I got to know them very quickly, but uh, at the very beginning when I was meeting them all, I said, you know, there's a decent chance I'll know your best times in all your events, but not your name, <laughs> <laughs> which makes no sense. But yeah, no, mine's <clears throat> yeah. I'll go with that. Names, like, I'll have some of the members, even at Orange Theory, that, like, I'll know them because they've come, like, out of their way. And they'll be like, oh, this is a great one. So, they'll, like, <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to kind of mostly know some of their names. Um, I'm hopefully nobody from Orange Theory is listening to this. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, look, take a look at my name because, like, 
records your entire class. <laughs> like, I don't get how many, how many calories I'm supposed to have, how many splat points I'm supposed to have. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, like, I wait for them to kind of describe. be like, yeah, I had 20 splat points. So then I'll look through everybody's <laughs> name and see, oh, 20 splat points. Yeah, but you're, like, pyramid. I'm, like, minutes spent in each zone. Like, you're good. So, yeah, until they kind of give me some more <laughs> details, so that's another kind of embarrassing, uh, awkward moment. That's rough. Yeah, no, getting to know the names of who you're coaching. Like, at CrossFit, it's CrossFit is not as bad because it's similar. Like, the similar people come to the noon class, which is what I coach. So I've gotten to know them all. It's not a lot of new faces regularly. But Orange Theory, I could see, like, there's so many bodies that probably come There are. And since we're such a new facility, too, um, they've only been open for seven months now. So, like, they're new and, like, constantly bringing yeah. in new faces. Yeah. Um, so I try to give myself the benefit of the doubt. I obviously, I know the ones that, like, are that, like, and are in the And you're someone that's times. good at names. I know. You're and actually I, weirdly good at it. I know. And I usually, I know, like, oh, most of them. But, like, as, like, new faces come in and they ask those questions, that's when I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah. Funny. All right. What would be the worst movie sequel ever made? So not movie sequels made now. What would be, if they made a sequel to a movie, be the worst? Yeah, I'm just going to say I don't want to see any more Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> All right? There's seven or eight of them now. I, I think don't need eight. Going off that, I don't need to see another Hangover. <laughs> That's, <laughs> yeah. true. That's it, true. Would it be Hangover 4? Yeah, I think they have three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, the Fast and Furious movies, are uh, a lot of them are pretty good. But, again, it's like stop beating the same drum over and over again. But at least it's not as bad as, yeah, I think I – think comedies that have like nonstop sequels are worse because yeah. it just keeps getting less funny each time. <laughs> there's one that i know that i wouldn't want to see a sequel to benchwarmers does not need a sequel <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> yeah. um, true. i mean they had it they like i couldn't even imagine how they would have a sequel <laughs> to benchwarmers so please don't i haven't seen it. that movie in forever you know what be like the movies that don't need a sequel are like i'm just one came to mind like you guys ever see the movie 2012? I didn't even ever see it, but it's no. about like the world ending. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, how funny if they made like a 2020? <laughs> oh, yeah. The world ends yeah. again, but it, everything happened again and they didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. Any sort of classic comedy should be left untouched. Yeah. Like Happy Gilmore, Dodgeball. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, Dodgeball. Yeah, any sort of classic comedy, if they make a sequel, it never works. I'm trying to think. Of- I can't believe they made another hangover. I know. Two of them. That was so I don't know how they risky. how they thought that Hangover 3 was a good idea. Because I, there's no way that like the responses they got from the Hangover 2. <laughs> times. I guess they tried to change it up in Hangover 3 when they tried sneaking in the house, right? I don't even know if I saw Hangover 3. <laughs> I didn't either. Hangover 2 was the one where they went to Bangkok, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hangover 3, they changed it up a little bit. I did not see Because they tried 3. to get them. Yeah, but um, no. Hangover 1 was such an instant classic. <laughs> It should have been left alone. Yep. Yeah. They ruined some of the good movies by making sequels. Yep. Yeah. Yep, definitely. All right. <laughs> Hold on, wait a sec. Tangent question. Go ahead. Has there ever been a Disney movie? I guess there's a few I can think of now. I, I ask it out loud. But has there ever been a Disney movie that hasn't had a sequel? Little like Mermaid. Well, a sequel right? or a remake? Sequel. Is there a Little Mermaid 2? There is a Little Mermaid 2. It's like one there's of those, not a Beauty and the Beast. It's too, like though. a straight to DVD. I feel like there's a lot of movies that don't have sequels. There's no Beauty and the Beast. Well, I'm talking like animated movies, like Disney animated. Because there's a Mulan too. There's a Mulan too. There, Lion King. My, yeah, of course. There's, there's a, a Lion, Lion King, King too. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that. 
There's also a Lion King one and a half, which is not bad actually. Toy Story has four. Yeah, I know. and the fourth isn't bad. Yeah, the uh, the third and fourth weren't bad. The two which one where he left? What was the one where he left for college? That was three. Oh, I haven't seen four then. Four. I just four watched just came it for out. the other like the other weekend. Oh. Like some of the early ones don't have sequels. Like Snow White, I don't think has a sequel. Yeah. Um, like mm, Pinocchio, I don't know if that was. I have no idea. Pinocchio has a bunch of remakes though. Yeah. True. That's yeah. But most of those have a ton. Yeah. I feel like. Um, All right. I'm going to say my answer right after I'm done reading the question, and we could just leave it at that, and then you guys could answer. <laughs> what, is, what is something you hate, but you wish you loved? The pub wings. Done? <laughs> okay, next. I'm going to leave that untouched. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> if TJ's listening, he would be happy, I guess. Uh, yeah. But we most No, he'd probably he be disappointed. <laughs> no, because I want to love him so exactly. bad. He I wants love the to pub. Love him. Right, but they are good. I don't think <laughs> All right, well, the first thing I thought of was snow. I wish I loved snow because then, you know, life would be great in the winter. Instead, I really dislike it. I like the snow. Yeah, some I people think... do. Some people do. I, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, I'd true. rather have it be cold with no snow than cold and snow. But some people, they disagree with me on that. That's I, true. It's just, it gets in the way of everything. Mine might be vegetables. <laughs> Like, for, oh, like, yeah. I don't eat that many vegetables, yeah. and I know they're supposed to be good for your body. Right. I wish that I had a better relationship with vegetables. That's true. I, I, or I like guess just eating healthy in but general. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I like, like, fresh cooked vegetables, and, like, I don't know, like, frozen vegetables is just not the same. You yeah. I mean? Here, like, say the question for me again. What is one thing that you hate that you wish you loved? Cooking. Oh, I was about to actually change my answer to that. Yeah. Now we're talking about <laughs> yeah. It. cooking? Yeah, I, wish I wish that I, I enjoyed cooking. cooking, but I really don't. Ooh, I like cooking. Like time. Why have you not something? cooked for us? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He made, no, that was Jim that made the chili. Shout out, Jim. That was good chili. You haven't cooked for I us I make a mean yet. pork tenderloin in the crock pot. Can we have this? <laughs> yeah. I actually have some frozen in my freezer. Let's. We'll make it this week. All also, right. still we'll waiting on Jenna's things. wings. Yeah, still oh, waiting. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, Jenna. Jenna. Does she even listen anymore, though? She might. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Jenna, if you're listening, text us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. If we asked one of your players to describe you and your qualities as a coach, what are some things that they would say? I mean, this is something I try to ask myself regularly. I, I want to know what their perspective is and, and how I can get better or, or how I can help them, how I can get better at helping them because that's ultimately what I'm trying to do is help them the most. Um I would say probably I'm hoping a quality would be that I care and that it's transparent that I how much I care about them improving and and them having a good time and just an overall positive experience that I want them to have and that's that's why I do it ultimately so hopefully if if any of my swimmers are listening I that you can tell how much I, I actually do care um there's a couple that come to mind um I bet you that my energy is probably a little bit through the roof, um, either at practice or I definitely know come match day. Um, definitely very energetic. <laughs> I definitely have the spirits high. Um, definitely get them in the type of mood. Uh, motivational, uh, intense. Uh, care is a good one because, um, like, family uh, is a big key word to me. Um, I'm Anytime that I am talking with a recruit in general, too, uh, I want them – 
to come in their freshman year throughout their four years that this is their second home um that they kind of have the same relationship with like they call each one of their teammates like a brother when they leave um because honestly that's kind of the experience that i had in college and i want them to have that same experience when they come to college and i know that the guys on the team right now uh they're second family their uh, homes are open to each other they spend multiple different weekends um at different houses so kind of uh family I want this to be something where they come back after they're done with their four years. It's not just a four-year trip. Um, that it, This is somewhere that they feel safe. Um, so hopefully any time that I'm around them, they feel safe, they feel motivated, they feel tense, that they are, they're ready to go. That was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that is, like you said, Nick, an important quality to have as a coach to be able to – uh, bond with your players and kind of have those relationships that mm-hmm. you know what they're thinking, really. So that's all the questions that we had. If you have any more questions, don't forget to DM us at Loris Podcasts. Um, and now it's time for Coach's <laughs> Corner. All right, so I'll start us out this week. Um, for me, actually, you know, I was just working with a swimmer today on their backstroke start. So the backstroke start can actually be really hard to do. Uh, especially if you've never done it before. Even at the top level, it's something that you're going to constantly be working on to try to perfect. Um, You'd be amazed at how many people actually do it incorrectly and also amazed at the amount of variation there is even at the top level. So you kind of have to figure out what works best for your body and your body proportion. Um, But the the biggest flaw that people have in their backstrokes are typically is that they can't get their hips high enough out of the water to be able to enter the water smoothly. Uh, Sometimes you'll see they'll push off just straight backwards and their hips will just crash right through the water and they won't be able to get a good start that way. So a drill that I was having one of my swimmers do today, which I've just made up, is I want you to go to the shallow end of a pool. Hopefully it's like three and a half feet or four feet. Um, And I want you to jump and try to basically do a backflip where your hands will touch the bottom of the pool. So try to picture that. So you're going to jump backwards and throw your hands up and then curl your legs over so that you do end up having your hands touch the water. So what that's going to do is it's going to help you get your hips out of the water and then have you feel what it's like to be able to have your hips basically follow your hands over. So am I trying to do a flip outside the water? Or if, like, like, so I'm just trying to visualize it. So I'm in the starting position, and I'm going up with my hands and then trying to, like, get my hips up, obviously, as high. And then when I come down, I'm coming down almost, like, straight to get my hands to the ground. Yeah, so you're basically going to be entering the water straight and then finishing the rotation in the water. Okay. So it's, like, a backward circle. Like, you're not flipping in the air, but you're doing right. a back okay. flip finishing this the circle in the water okay so yeah so you're gonna jump from the shallow part of the water you're gonna you're gonna be in the water and you're gonna jump straight up backwards and try to get your hands to be the only thing that enters the water first if that makes sense yep. Yep. so that doing that a few times is gonna get like an over exaggeration of what you're gonna have to do off the wall so then when you go back to the wall and you try to do that off the wall you're going to be able to then get your hips high enough and enter the water smoothly how you're supposed to, and then you can kind of flatten it out from there. So that's my tip of the week. Thanks. Um, in my coach's corner, um, a simpler drill. Um, a lot of people struggle with their scoring clubs, so their wedges. 
Um, and a big thing in that short game, kind of anywhere from that 25-yard mark to that 75-yard mark, uh, is that three-quarter wedge shot. Um, so taking a, a towel and placing it under your left armpit for your righties and under your right armpit for your lefties, um, what you want to do is you want to here we want to make sure we stay connected. A lot of people, uh, when they struggle with different wedge shots, um, they get unconnected, which means their elbow on actually on that way back comes out, which would allow that towel to drop mm. down to that ground, which allows for way too much variance in that short swing. So that means you could either come over the top, you could come down. Um, so that actually putting that towel makes you rotate a little bit more with that upper half, keep, keeping that quiet, that bottom half as quiet as possible from that 25 to 75 yards and just rotating and feeling a lot with that chest and rotating towards your target. That's probably what I struggle at the most is the 25 to 75 yards. I was going to say that's shot. a really good drill. It's so hard to get the touch right for that. And I think, yeah, I think the towel might. And maybe that's my issue. I never even realized that that, that could be a variance. <laughs> yeah. So, and it is because a lot of different people that don't play um, golf, like, a lot. I have more of a background in baseball. And a lot of that baseball, you got that elbow out. So by tucking it in, that's when you use more of that rotation. Mm. And it's more of consistent than having it that variance that could change with that leading elbow. Well, that wraps it up for the Coach's Corner. Hopefully that helps you out with uh, some of your difficulties either in the water or on the golf course. And that brings us to our quote of the week. That quote of the week is by Dan Gable. Pain is nothing compared to what it feels like to quit. Give it everything you've got today, for tomorrow may never come. Yeah, I agree with that. you got to push yourself. Um, yeah, so on that athletic side, um, honestly, when like if you want to be the best, uh, this is kind of a great quote to kind of look at. Um, keep pushing yourself day in and day out is kind of basically what it means. Um, if you didn't push yourself the hardest you did today, um, just bounce back and make day every day the best that you can. Yeah, I always kind of think of it as like, all right, how are you yourself now going to be you yourself from the past? And in order to do that, you have to work harder than you ever have in the past. And in order to do that, you have to push yourself more than you ever have. So, yeah, that, that quote fits perfectly. Thanks for listening to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. Catch you next week.